0: I just got an Instagram message that says Tom Hanks is going to start in an American remake of A Man Called (gasps) Uva. No. Yes, I'm so excited. He's
1: going to be perfect.
0: He'll be great. I'll have to respond. So exciting. Uh... (laughs) (laughs)
1: Because they did a movie before, right?
0: Yeah, it was um, a foreign film, so I'm Mm. guessing... Swedish or something? probably, um, Which I did not see, but I did hear it's on Netflix. Oh, okay. But I really loved that book. And I love Tom. I know, she you love Tom Hanks. I know, I'm sorry. He can't do any wrong.
1: Yeah, I mean, Cloud Atlas was...
0: Look, he can do wrong. It's, <laughs> not, like, it's not like Sully with some fantastic Ooh, piece, of, piece of filmmaking. But he's just so darn likable.
1: That's true. I wrote a whole TV pilot in high school with my friend, and the opening bit was about how my character really liked Tom Hanks, because everybody likes Tom Hanks, and my friend's character hated Tom Hanks because everybody likes Tom Hanks. So yes, I understand this.
0: You did, did you know, I I don't know. This was
1: ten years ago, but still.
0: I don't know if you listen to the podcast, but like, that's a big, like, feud-ish thing. Hmm. Like, she hates Tom Hanks.
1: That's a mistake. And
0: I'm just like, how, and Why? I mean, what has he ever done to you, really? What
1: is the reason?
0: I mean, going all the way back to Splash and Turner and Huge, like, he had such humble beginnings. Look, big. Big. That man is dead. (laughs) What what man? The man he plays the piano with.
1: Oh, yeah. No, that's true. That's a a somber note to start on, (laughs) Danny. episode 138 of from the front porch a collection of conversations on books small business and life in the south my name is chris jensen and i am no longer in hurricane mode
0: and i'm annie jones owner of the bookshelf an independent bookstore in beautiful downtown thomasville georgia
1: if there was a question mark in my voice it's because who knows who knows baby who knows knows? That's, I was very uncomfortable that, there that's a for a second, and then I got it, and I was like, "Okay, it's fine." It was it's like sorry. I don't know what's happening here. But I, don't I don't even don't.
0: call my husband baby. <laughs> it's, it's like, all and right. I
1: I don't like being called that. Period. So it's, that's um, okay. <laughs>
0: welcome to from the front porch. Glad to have you back. Did you listen to, um, love it or loathe it? I did. Did you hear that I said? Annie Jones, owner yeah, of no, the, the beautiful, beautiful book store. <laughs> <laughs> or
1: The bookshop, a beautiful independent yeah. bookstore in Thomasville, Georgia. And I was like, oh, it changed in the script. All right. I like it. Just my brain. <laughs> I don't
0: even know what happened. And I knew it immediately. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like when words fly out of your mouth and you're like, wait, wait a minute, what?
1: now. Yeah. Anyway. No, I've done that before. Yeah. I do that every day in front of my <laughs> class. I'm like, no. It, it, no.
0: That's not what I meant. So, anyway, um, glad you're back. It feels like I think it also feels like we haven't recorded in a long time. Right. Because Even though
1: we recorded. Two right. Weeks no, ago? we recorded two weeks ago.
0: Yeah, because of Siba.
1: Right. So you start. You're saying welcome back to me. I should be saying welcome back to you because you were gone I and was. I was not. No, you were not. So welcome back.
0: Thanks. Uh, yeah, went to Siba. Probably at some point could do a little miniature episode maybe for Patreon supporters yeah. about seba a and like bonus
1: episode yeah
0: about what that is and and what worked for us and what didn't i think that'd be a fun thing and then at the same time i could talk to you about it
1: <laughs> so speaking of patreon and our supporters i want to give a big thank you shout out shout out to all of our patreon supporters yeah we're kind of overwhelmed by the
0: i had no idea
1: amount of support that yeah. we received in two weeks
0: yeah three That's now unbelievable um, yeah So thank you, guys.
1: Thank you so much. If you are interested in becoming a Patreon supporter, which is giving a very small monthly donation to us um, in return for some really fun reward content. I
0: hope good content, yeah.
1: um, You can find more information on our website, fromthefrontporchpodcast.com. You can also just visit Patreon, and it's patreon.com, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash fromthefrontporch. Um, We have some cool stuff going on there, and I'm excited about it, and thank you. Thank you if you're a patron.
0: Yeah, stay tuned for maybe a special episode about New Orleans. Um, Today we hosted a midday event. Yes. Which we never do.
1: Mm -mm.
0: In fact, I don't think I've ever done that
1: Um, here. But it was great.
0: It was so good. Uh, It was our first ever literary luncheon um, back when I went to Kansas City earlier this summer. I love, I just love being around my friends because they're all smart and they do different things Mm -hmm. and it's just good to get outside my bubble. And one of them works for a nonprofit and they host these literary luncheons and they co-host them with the independent bookseller in town. Mm -hmm. And we have so many locals in Thomasville who maybe skew a little older or maybe they don't work during the day Mm -hmm. and a daytime event. Seemed to make sense, and so we partnered with Grassroots, the local coffee shop, and provided lunch for about a dozen people today. And we did a talk about my favorite upcoming books for fall.
1: And there was some chatter on Instagram when we announced this event of people who wanted kind of a long distance version of the event for people who couldn't, who don't live in Thomasville and couldn't attend the event. And so we thought, Why not make it a podcast, release it a week after the fact, and then it's still a special event, but then everybody else still gets that content.
0: Exactly. So that's kind of the plan for today, um, is to kind of talk about our favorite fall books. So um, today is, well, tomorrow is technically the first day of fall, as of recording. Uh, It's still 90 degrees here, so we're Uh just faking it till we make it. But
1: man, the day before of and after the hurricane were so nice. They were so beautiful. They're like 64 every day. It was day,
0: delightful. Still sunny. That's the last nice weather we've had.
1: Yeah.
0: The hurricane honestly just made everything. It's so hot and humid. I walk I took a walk yesterday and I got home and I have tried so hard cuz I grew up in this part of the country right. there is no sense in me complaining every year about this weather. Like that's but. dumb. Um so I haven't Oh. Until yesterday, so I made it till September twentieth before I said it's too hot here.
1: We've talked about stuff on the podcast before, about your door being swollen.
0: Well, that's true, but I mean, I haven't complained about no fall.
1: Oh, I see. I've okay. complained about oh, the heat. Yeah. But okay. You know what I mean? Like there's a difference between complaining about summer and complaining about no fall. Yes. Okay. I
0: mean, I hadn't made it. Like normally, I'm like, oh, like I just want sweaters and pumpkins, and that <laughs> came out super <too>. pumpkins. Pumpkins. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: Any questions?
0: <laughs> but. Yeah, I haven't until yesterday. Okay. Yesterday I finally had my breakdown of. I just...
1: If you had just held off 48 hours, you could have done it in fall.
0: I know. Uh, so, fall books.
1: Fall books. Um, what do you got for us?
0: Okay, let's start with a couple that are out already.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, Sing, Unburied, Sing.
1: The New Jasmine Ward.
0: Yes. Did you read... No, you I mean I might have missed you. Okay. Because I feel like um, sometimes my pre... No. Any books that came out in college, mm-hmm. I probably didn't read. Right. I was reading college books. Right. Um, but I was fortunate enough to have a lovely bookseller bookstore experience at Sundog Books several years ago. I was looking for a book, and the bookseller there literally put in my hands, no, 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 you need to read this, and mm-hmm. gave me Salvage the Bones, mm-hmm. which is Jasmine Ward's first novel. I believe it won the National Book Award that year. Um, honestly, probably before I knew what the National Book Award was right. or to care. Uh, it is gorgeous writing about a family kind of during and immediately following Katrina. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, Jasmine Ward, I think she lives in the South. I don't know where she was born and raised, but she currently is a professor in the South. She writes so well about the gritty, not always pretty parts of the South, right. and yet she also writes well about... Our ecology and nature. Like she just does a, it's just really beautiful writing. So I started Sing Unburied Sing. I'm not finished yet um, because, like Salvage the Bones, it's a little, sl- it's not slow. Mm-hmm. It's just you want to drink her writing in. Right, right. So it's not some bingeable book, I don't think. So anyway, I'm about halfway through. The book actually takes place in the same city, I believe, as Salvage the Bones but several years post Katrina so I guess almost current time uh-huh. But what is fascinating so far about Sing Unburied sing is because it takes place in kind of this rural part of Louisiana Mississippi area um, you can't it almost is beyond time so like for example, I was reading it the other night and there was a mention of a cell phone uh-huh. and I was like wait uh-huh. what And then I was like, <laughs> oh right this book is now like right. um, just because the very first couple pages, I'm not going to lie, the first couple pages of Sing and Berry Sing are hard because um, they're skinning a goat. Oh, and yeah. it is. That's,
1: that's it is, one way to start a book. Yeah,
0: and it is gruesome, mm-hmm. as that task is. And so it is a un- little unsettling and un- unnerving, but it also almost sets you up. It makes you feel like this book isn't modern, even though it is. And there right. are people doing those types right. of things. They're just not... My neighbors. Right,
1: that's important.
0: It is. So anyway, and the story is told so far from two perspectives. I'm not sure if that'll change as the novel goes on, but two perspectives. Jojo, a 13-year-old boy, uh, and the son of Liani. I'm guessing that's how how I've been reading it in my head. Um, And that is his mother. Mm -hmm. So Liani is addicted to drugs. She clearly has struggled to raise her children and so they're living with his grandparents, with her parents Mm -hmm. and then her boyfriend Jojo's father gets out of jail and so they all, she Liani, her friend, Jojo and his little sister are all headed up the Mississippi Delta to go pick up Mm -hmm. Michael her husband or her boyfriend from jail Um, so it's kind of got like this road trip element I just finished this part where they kind of stop at and they're picking things up and you don't know what they're picking up but of course they're picking up drugs and Mm -hmm. um, I I can't describe the writing of this it's so gritty but really just really good like and equally good writing from both perspectives which I think you and I have talked about several times like like when a book is told from several perspectives there's often one we don't care about and that's not true here so anyway the two voices are very strong it's already up for the National Book Award, I yep. believe, and I am loving it. So that is one that it is deserving of all the praise it's That's getting. Great. I can't wait to finish it. I kind of want to be there instead of here, no offense.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I get it. We've already done one big event today yeah. and only have one more. Later. I know, I
0: have one more later. It's all fine. I feel like I'm running on fumes. It's okay.
1: It's okay. Um I didn't have lunch. Uh, (laughs) The next one is Little Fires Everywhere, which we talked about a couple months ago when you read the ARC.
0: Yeah. So I'll keep this brief, but if you read Everything I Never Told You, which if you didn't, you should, um, it is... The premise of that book almost sounds like a thriller, but it's really not. It's really this well-told family story. Little Fires Everywhere is set in the in the neighborhood of Shaker Heights in the 1990s. Shaker Heights is like this perfect kind of neighborhood, planned community.
1: Outside of Cleveland.
0: Yes. And she, Celeste Ng, I think grew up there. And so mm-hmm. you can tell. Like the writing feels very vivid and natural. And um, there's this one family... That is kind of the picture-perfect family. And then down the street comes this kind of hippie, artistic mom and her daughter. Mm-hmm. And they kind of disrupt the fabric of the neighborhood. There's also this story, um, this plot line about an adoptive um, child, an adopted child, and their their adoptive parents. And um, this is made for book clubs. Mm-hmm. It Like, there are so many things to discuss with this one. It is better than Everything I Never Told You, which is high praise, because I really did like yeah. Everything I Never Told You, but Little Fires Everywhere is better.
1: It's also up for a big award.
0: I think so. Is it up?
1: I think it might be up for National Book Award. Okay, I
0: couldn't remember. Um,
1: I'll, I'll fact check that.
0: It's so good. And she, I haven't watched the interview yet, but she was interviewed by Seth Meyers, who we talk about all the time mm-hmm. because I love him, and I'm so excited, and I'm so appreciative of an late night host who hosts authors authors. yes that's so rare anyway so little fires everywhere is a must read we do have a few copies left in store i don't know if that'll still be true right um but right now our in-store copies are signed if that makes a difference and they're online as well
1: excellent um, Artemis by Andy Weir is the next one, which I did not know about until did the literary lunch. Did you I did, and I looked up, and I was like, wait, what? Yeah. Um, so I want to read this. Yeah, so does I'm Maddie. I'm very excited.
0: Yeah. Um, Maddie's pretty pumped about this one. So Andy Weir, most people will be familiar with, um, wrote The Martian. You and I both loved that book, mm-hmm. uh, despite it being pretty far outside my genre. Um it is a high story set on the moon. So Artemis is the only. Like, oh, man,
1: hit yeah. all my buttons. I love high stories. I love the moon.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Artemis is apparently the only city um, on the moon. And I guess the main character in this book kind of, um, I don't know, starts this, like maybe steals something important. I'm not sure quite the exact plot. And I don't think they're advanced readers of this one. Like right. it's pretty tight. Yeah. Uh, so I haven't read this one yet. But. I really liked The Martian and I liked how he wrote about science and he mm-hmm. did give a lot of details, but I never got bogged down in them. Right. And so I really trust him. Uh, so I'm I'm looking forward to this one. Yeah. Though probably not as much as you and Maddie are.
1: No, probably not. <laughs> but I really liked The Martian. I'm curious how he's gonna spin a like a a really a more genre y kind of story. Yeah. Um, with a very particular kind of plot because the Martian is is unique. Yes. Um, I've never read anything quite like *The Martian*, Mm-mm. so we'll see. I'm I'm curious. I know. I it's hope it's not off. a
0: sophomore slump. So my fingers yeah. are crossed.
1: Um, how about *The Senator's Children*? It's another one we talked about when you read it a couple months ago, but it's coming out now.
0: Yeah, I'll talk about this one and *The Glass Eye* because *The yeah. Senator's Children* and *The Glass Eye* are both going to come out in paperback. Right. So you might um, you might miss them. In other words, they're not going to be big hardback releases. They're both being put out by Norton. Um, Norton Publishing. The Senator's Children I read and loved. Um, It is a political drama narrated in part by the daughter of a senator. Um, Very, I thought, great writing if you're into politics and into seeing kind of the underbelly of politics, specifically as it relates to families. So you're not going to get like an inside look at Washington or anything. Instead, you're going to look at the effects of campaigning and winning mm-hmm. uh, on a family, mm-hmm. and of course, that appeals to every one of my sensibilities. Absolutely. So, so the Senator's Children by Nicholas Montemorano comes out November seventh. Um, the Glass Eye, also by Norton, totally different book, just also coming out in paperback. Um, it's a memoir. It reminds me, we've already talked about it recently, it reminds me of The Glass Castle meets Brain on Fire. Right. Really powerful writing. Also, uh, Priest Daddy, which we've mm-hmm. talked about before on this podcast, this kind of has elements of that. It's a father-daughter story, um, though not quite as odd and creepy as uh, <laughs> as Priest Daddy might have seemed to some people. Uh, it's more about her father's death and how Jeannie uh, Venasco, the writer, kind of copes with that, mm-hmm. as she also is dealing with mental illness. Right. So. It is excellent, and it comes out October 3rd, so that's coming that's, that's here soon. That's soon, yeah. yeah.
1: Um, also, beautiful cover.
0: Really cool cover.
1: Yeah, I love that. I know. Um, this one I know you're very excited about, though not necessarily for its literary merit. Although it sounds like it's not so bad. Um, yeah. Uncommon Type by Tom Hanks.
0: Yes, okay, so you're right. I'm not excited about this one because of its... Awesome literary value, although it's a hefty short story collection. Mm-hmm. Like there are a lot of short stories mm-hmm. packed into this book, and I don't know what the, f- the the final book is gonna look like. But I have the A R C, and it is thick. Like yeah. I'm just kind of slowly reading a couple stories here or there. Um, some of the stories are excellent. Some of them are just fine. Mm-hmm. But it's Tom, Hanks, it's Tom Hanks, so like it's not it's mm. like some literary genius is writing these. It's just enjoyable because of who he is. Right. I think I said at the literary lunch today there's a short story that takes place in space. And all I could think all while reading it is, did he learn this while filming Apollo 13? Like, <laughs> like like you just, I feel like maybe even without meaning to, so many of the stories kind of harken back right to experiences maybe he had on set, or mm-hmm. I don't you know, I don't know if that's intentional. I also really love that this quirk uh, quirky fact about him that he collects typewriters and loves typewriters. And so each story, in the novel or in the each story features a typewriter like mm-hmm. briefly so like while you're reading you feel like you're on a treasure hunt also side note twice in two of the short stories he references a kobo do you know what that is oh. okay so independent bookstores back when they're trying to compete with Amazon mm-hmm. instead of selling k- Kindles mm-hmm. sold Kobos oh. the bookshelf here tried it to tem- maybe temporarily or maybe we were sent a sample we didn't love how they worked and it felt like probably people who are going to read electronically are going to read the Nook or the Kindle. Right. But it was like the independent bookstore's answer to the Kindle. In two different short stories of Tom Hanks, he references having a Kobo and it just makes me like <laughs> just so inexplicably happy that he clearly thought, right. I don't want to put a Kindle in here. Right. Like, I don't know. Right. I don't know who told him that or if that was his own thing. Like... All like like you should have seen me one night while reading one of the short 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 stories. Jordan, look at this. He talks about a kobo, and Jordan's like, "Oh what? What are you talking about? (laughs) I just love that little detail. That and in my heart, that means that Tom Hanks loves independent bookstores. Thanks, of course, to his starring role in *You've Got Mail*. That's right.
1: That's why he learned his lesson. He learned his character's lesson. Yeah. Exactly. And let her open up her store again.
0: That's yeah, yeah, absolutely. So anyway, I just had to stick that in there. I did not talk about that at literally lunch. That's bonus content.
1: Bonus content. <laughs> and you didn't even have to pay for it. That's right. Um, I want to challenge you to do like 30-second talks about a couple of these other books. Yeah, I got it. All right.
0: Okay. Go. Home Fire is out right now. It is a family drama retelling of Antigone. Maddie loves this This one. sounds so good to it me. It so, sounds so good. I just haven't read it yet. Um, it's a family drama... It, guy is a terrorist and his family has to cope with that. My absolute darling, this is getting rave reviews all over the internet. Beautiful cover. And some
1: controversy. Yes.
0: Did you know they're comparing it a little bit to A Little Life? Yeah. Which I had no idea. Yeah. So I'm super curious. I loved A Little Life, but like that was a fairly divisive book. Right. So uh I will want to talk to you more about that. Yeah. I'm intrigued. Uh okay, that's my absolute darling also out right now. Out on September 26th. Five Carat Soul by James McBride. Which is right now for listeners. Oh, snap, crackle, pop. It is. It's so good. Um, Only because I love James McBride. I haven't finished Mm -hmm. the whole collection. It's short stories. So if you're overwhelmed by trying Good Lord Bird, which is a little bit larger novel, you should definitely try this collection. He's a National Book Award winner. If you haven't read him yet, it's time.
1: It's time. Yeah.
0: The Floating World by C. Morgan Bapst. We met her at SEBA. She is an author from New Orleans. This book is, again, another post-Katrina novel about a Creole family recovering from New Orleans uh-huh. from Hurricane Katrina in New Orleans. Uh, kind of sounds like Salvage the Bones to me. Mm-hmm. Um, out on October 2nd is Grant by Ron Chernow.
1: Yep, a lot of people looking forward to that one.
0: Yes, because it's been a while since he's put one out. I think and people loved Washington. Obviously they loved Hamilton and at the literary lunch today, nobody knew he was an, uh, Ulysses Grant was an alcoholic. I didn't know that either. Fun fact. Fun
1: fact. Um, Well not not so fun.
0: (laughs) Nope. Serious fact.
1: Um, (laughs) Sober fact.
0: Oh, sober, pun. Um, did you mean to do that? Yes, I did. Out right now is a book called An Odyssey by Daniel Mendelsohn. Did this sound good to this you? This sounds so good okay, to me. I, this
1: sounds so in my wheelhouse. I, I was thinking, so excited. why hasn't
0: Chris read this I book? I didn't know
1: about it. That's
0: right. I didn't know about it either, and I'm mad I didn't know about it. So it's written by a, please help me, classicist. It's just yep. a weird word to have to say. It is. Classicist. Um, he is a professor, and this is his memoir about taking an Odyssey-themed cruise with his aging father. Can't I immediately thought of you, but I'm not going to lie. Like, aging parent stories, like, I'm, I'm there for it. I'm intrigued. Um, it's also about his father sitting in on his classroom lessons. The New York Times book review of this book was an absolute rave. Like, I don't know the last time I've read such a powerful review yeah. about a book.
1: I've committed this already to be my, like, holiday read.
0: Good idea. Yeah. Um, so I'm super excited about it. It's out right now, An Odyssey by Daniel Mendelssohn. Um A couple coming out in paperback this fall I just want to highlight. The Second Mrs. Hockaday by Susan Rivers. If you've listened to the podcast, you know I really like that book, Historical Fiction. Great book club choice, and coming out in paperback to me means it's more accessible for more book clubs. Also, did you hear me talk about Blood at the Root by Patrick Phillips? I remember this one. Gosh, I didn't read this one, and now I really want to. It's coming out in paperback. I believe it was a National Book Award finalist about Forsyth County, Georgia. Mm Mm-hmm. About these, in 1912, these, I think two or three young black men were accused of um, killing and raping a white woman. Mm-hmm. And, but this book is about, after that happened, these white people, like white extremists, I guess, coming in and clearing all 2,000 black people out of Forsyth County.
1: Yeah,
0: I am completely intrigued and overwhelmed by this, and I... I really want to read it.
1: We did sell a couple copies We of did, the in hardback. Yeah. So
0: I'm anxious to try it in paperback. For sure. Um, on November 7th, Dan Rather, have you been reading him I on have. the internet? He's doing a pretty bang-up job. I'm really,
1: yeah, yeah, enjoying his posts.
0: Yes. So he's got a book of his kind of internet posts coming out called What Unites Us. I just feel like he's been a really interesting voice to listen to yeah. in these rather divisive times we're living in. Um and so I like the idea of Around the Holidays having a book that kind of encourages us to
1: Absolutely. bring it together.
0: Um, okay. Did I, did I do it? You
1: did. <laughs> you did
0: it. <laughs> Yay! Um, in, at SIBO, we had to do this, like, we had to sit in on this panel um, where each publisher had two minutes to talk about their favorite books for fall. It was intense.
1: That is intense.
0: Um, so yeah, that's what I'm most looking forward to. And... If you're listening to this, there may have been some sneak peeks of some upcoming shelf subscription there titles. There might have been so. some
1: shelf subscription titles in there, but we're not telling. Nope. You will just have to find out. If you want to learn more about shelf subscriptions, you can go to bookshelfthomasville.com.
0: Yep. All right.
1: started out strong, but now we're coming up thin, are oh, we cast our lots with all the devils of sin, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god.
0: From the Front Porch is a production of The Bookshelf, an independent bookstore in Thomasville, Georgia. It's produced by me, Annie Jones, and Chris Jensen, and edited by Chris Jensen. If you're interested in purchasing any of the books we've talked about on this episode, though most of them aren't quite out yet, you can do so at www.bookshelfthomasville.com forward slash shop
1: big thank you to forlorn strangers for the use of our theme music it's called bottom of the barrel from their album forlorn strangers learn more at forlornstrangers.com. and if you'd like to support us on patreon like we talked about at the beginning of the episode and gain access to all this fun exclusive content you can check us out on patreon.com from the front porch but if you just want to listen to the show and maybe learn some new things about us um you can check out our own website at fromthefrontporchpodcast.com. I've been working all morning on getting more of our back episodes on there. So as of 2.30 on Thursday, September 21st, <laughs> um, episode 138 through episode 90 Impressive. are are up there with graphics and show notes and all kinds of stuff. The rest are still on bookshelfthomasville.com. We're working but on it. We're working on it. They'll be there soon. This week in the bookshelf, a funny thing happened. We had this event, and that's it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, I will will tell you something funny that happened in the bookshelf this week. Uh, A woman came in, and I thought she was talking on like a Bluetooth, Mm because she was carrying on like full conversations. Mm -hmm. Nope, just talking to herself, carrying on full conversations, even when she went in the bathroom, because I'm right next to the bathroom. So I hear all the things. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I treasure, I treasure them in your heart
0: that's right all right guys thank you so much for listening and we will see you next week